16 arrested in mountain raids. Even the topmost ridges of mountains have not provided Tennessee mountaineers with still sites so inaccessible to revenuers that they may go out about their moonshining activities unmolested. For the past four days, Prohibition agent Logan Malloy, who is as lean and lank as your best mountaineer, has been scouting over the plateau sections in Van Buren, White, and Cannon counties on the lookout for thin streaks of smoke that might indicate stills. Last night, he reported that as a result of his work, 16 men had been arrested for following that occupation, so long claimed by the mountain men as his distinct privilege in defiance of the law. The Nashville Tennessean. November 26, 1931. Episode 12, Two Years Later. I thought this investigation was coming to an end. I felt like I had figured out just about all I could find out. Then I received a message that led to a phone conversation with someone that I've been waiting to speak with for a long time. Then shortly after that, I received an anonymous lead to someone who provided me with information that made me question everything. I thought that I was narrowing the search for Slim's murderer, but after these two most recent conversations, I'm beginning to rethink my initial thoughts. But before I reveal the facts of those conversations, there is something that needs to be covered first. Something concerning Logan the Lol Malloy. That was the nickname Ricky Estes' dad gave. Logan the Lol. Inspector named McMinnville, Tennessee, March 5th. J. Logan Malloy. For many years, special government agent has received notice from Washington of his appointment as inspector in the Bureau of Industrial Alcohol. Mr. Malloy has, at various times, served as sheriff of Warren County and as chief of police in McMinnville. Article in the Nashville Tennessean. This episode will give the public opinion of Malloy according to the various newspapers throughout Tennessee. As discussed in the episode, The State vs. Malloy, the Chattanooga Press covered the drowning, the civil suit, and the case, but none of this was covered in the Tennessean. It's almost like they didn't want to touch it at all. Although the Tennessean did enjoy covering Malloy, as you see further in this episode in the articles that we will be reviewing. The Tennessean joined covering Malloy to the point where they even wrote about his dealings with literal spiders. Captures Spider, McMinnville, May 31st. J. Logan Malloy, who for 15 years has been running down moonshiners, added a new catch to his list this week when he captured one of the Black Widow spiders. The spider, according to Mr. Malloy, was found in front of his home this week where he was removing some old brick. The Nashville Tennessean, 1935. 
The Tennessean's fun attitude in its publication is kind of refreshing, especially taking into account today's climate in the world of journalism. Times were tough back then. I know it seems hard now, but I couldn't have even imagined the hardships people faced during the 1930s. So I guess a kind-hearted article concerning Logan the Law's extracurricular activities might be perfectly fine, if not for the fact that they didn't want to touch the real bloody news, the story and death of Jesse Harris. Despite my constant berating of Malloy in the past couple of episodes, I believe he had moments of morally upstanding occurrences. As we have seen, there have been instances where he might have taken the law into his own hands. This is probably where he garnered the name Logan the Law. The following article shows a side of Malloy that we haven't seen thus far. A softer side, if you will. Dry agent raises fund for woman he planned to arrest. Sold liquor to feed children, she declares. Federal Prohibition agent J. Logan Malloy refused to make an arrest Friday afternoon, despite the fact that a liquor sale had been made to an undercover agent from the house raided. It was a little shack in Flat Rock that Agent Malloy's raiding party stopped. A pint of liquor had been sold to an undercover agent by a woman living there. When the agents were admitted to the poverty-stricken house, a weeping woman with two tots holding her thin and ragged dress admitted selling liquor. Yes, I sold the whiskey, she said. I will not lie about it. I did it to feed my children who were starving. And please, Mr. Federal Man, won't you let me come up tomorrow? I have no clothes to wear. Only this dress I have on and another. Agent Malloy took in at a glance the tattered condition of the dress the woman wore, the gauntness of her face that bespoke hunger, and the bare kitchen. And then he proved that even federal prohibition agents have hearts, for he told the woman he would not make the arrest. Instead, he took up a collection from the group with him, and when he left, the woman held $10 in her hands. This is the only story that I could find where an arrest wasn't made with Malloy. I found over 30 articles just in the Tennessean where Logan, the law, was arresting moonshiners right and left. He was even involved in the capture of a massive gin shipment from Canada. More than one incident involved gunshots. This business is a very dangerous business no matter what side of the law that you were on. As previously described, Jesse Harris met his fate at the hands of Logan the Law. The same fate that Slim met, either by the hands of Logan or by someone else entirely. So my question is, what happened to Logan the Law? Did his profession catch up to him?
Logan Malloy has narrow escape from death in automobile accident. Officer injured when car skids on bridge approach and drops 20 feet. J. Logan Malloy, McMinnville, and Sandy Holmes, Shelbyville, federal officers, narrowly escaped death last Friday morning when the automobile in which they were riding skidded on a bridge approach, fell 20 feet, and threw the occupants of the car 20 feet further down the embankment. The accident occurred just after the car, headed south, had passed over the Hurricane Creek Bridge near Smithville. Mr. Malloy received chest and back injuries and probably a fractured rib, although the x-ray pictures do not denote the same, according to attending physicians. Mr. Holmes received a fractured rib and collapsed lung, and his condition is regarded as more serious than Malloy. Both officers are in the medical clinic and hospital and reported recovering satisfactorily. The officers were en route to Smithville to rate a still when the mishap occurred. Find out what happens to Logan the Lal Malloy on the next episode of the Moonshine Murder and Mayhem podcast. Mm-hmm.